Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Richie. Maybe on Walker. Pew. Pew. That'll do it. That will do it. Morning, Cherries fans. You're doing all right. Happy Monday to you. My name's Sam. This is Back of the Net. Episode 170. Thank you so much for tuning in. On Saturday, Bournemouth fans reacted outside Dean Court after witnessing a second-half comeback where two goals from Philip Billing and Ryan Christie managed to banish the Blues of a frustrating first 45 where Leicester took the lead despite having fewer efforts on goal. Later on in the show, we're going to have the full analysis of what happened as we dissect the game. But for now, right outside the stadium was Mr Tiggs with the microphone. Here we are, outside Dean Court. We didn't know what to expect. We like what we've got. What do you think of that game today, Mark? Oh, that was, well, the first half, I thought, oh, here we go again. Yeah. And uh, second half, they kept slipping in the first half. The players, I didn't know what studs they had in or what. Yeah. And that, and they... um second half it was a different gravy wasn't it they just come out and attacked and that and it was brilliant yeah I don't think really really Leicester expected it at all did they from us and uh, I've got to be honest I had a little chat with Sam uh, at half time and we were sort of saying oh come on Christy come on Christy you know he's had chance after chance he's done nothing with it and then in that second half, he finally he comes good, doesn't comes he? Comes alive. He does it for Scotland, doesn't he? He does. He does it, does it for Scotland there and that, but he did impress in the second half. And I'll tell you, that Senesi was, he's starting to be a good sign in the years, I'll tell you. So, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. It was brilliant. Yeah. Thanks ever so much for coming on, Mark. That's all right. Cheers. All the best. Thank you, buddy. Good to see you. How are you, Ben? Oh. How are you doing? I'm, I'm amazing after that. That was so good. 
It was nice. I, some people sat around near me were saying it feels a little bit like a continuation of, of the Brentford game, but mm. not any longer. Things oh, have changed. Yeah. So that was that was much better, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, I think second half as well, we were really good. And we had the chances in the first half as well. Um, but I'm really happy with how we were in the second half. It felt similar to Forest because obviously yeah. we were up against it going into second half. And, you know, I think... I said last week that experience will show for Christian Tavernier and they'll play better, and they definitely did today. Um, and Christie got the goal that he definitely needed for confidence. But yeah, I'm I'm really really happy with that. Yeah, I'm really really happy too, buddy. Really happy. Uh, who's your best player today? God, I can't really name anyone that was bad, but I think. I'm going to have to say Christy just for the goal, but mm. I think mainly for the first half, I think he struggled quite a lot. Yeah. But the second half, he, he was a different player. You know, he was he was running with confidence. He was taking on players, and he got the goal, obviously. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really happy with that. Yeah, really happy as well too. Thank you for coming on, Ben. Yeah, All the best, bud. Hi, Scott. Oh, hello there. You're right, buddy. How are you, Scott? Are you okay today? Yeah. What a comeback win. What a comeback win, indeed. What a fantastic, yeah, fantastic comeback win. Did you expect it, Scott? Did you expect us to come back from, from where we were to, to get a win today? I was expecting that. Fantastic. That's absolutely brilliant. And uh, who was your best player today, Scott? I, I reckon it's Ryan Christie. He worked very, very hard and he got a goal, which is fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, he did as well. Brilliant. Thanks for coming on, Scott. All, yeah. all the best. See you soon. See you in 10 days' time. Oh, yeah, 10 days. Cool. Is that that long, is it? Specific. Uh, it's very specific. Very specific. I like your T-shirt. Thanks very much. The evolution of the Lego man. Do you know, it's, sort of, it's the evolution of our game, actually, a little yeah, bit, isn't it? Felt, it felt a bit like that. From kind of, you know, quite, you know yeah. humble we, beginnings. We built to it a, up. Yeah, we yeah. built up the performance from a pretty dire first half. Although we were the better team, we went in 1-0 yeah. down and second half. Yeah, I don't know what happened. It's... Billing and Solanke looked like they were off their game first half, and then second half, they seemed to just be on it. It was, it was good. Second half, we, we went for it, and, and we got it. Um, I can see why, without no disrespect meant, Leicester didn't really bother us an awful lot, and, and that kind of confused me a little bit, because we know that they've got good players. It just goes to show you, doesn't it, how much morale is a deciding factor yeah. sometimes in games, and, and we're, on the, we're on the upside of morale at the moment, aren't we? We are, we are. I mean, yeah, Leicester, I feel for them a little bit, because they are a better team than the position they're in. Yeah. But, you know, you've got to show it on the pitch and, and they didn't show any desire, really, to win the game. So, yeah, very happy with that. We, we on the other hand, started the game slow, but actually looked the better team throughout. So, yeah, happy with that. Good performance in the end. There was some really good, uh, it was a good team performance, but some good individual performances as well. Was there somebody today, uh, Paul, that kind of stood out for you and you sort of went, you know, this guy, you know, what a player. Sonesi. Yeah. Sonesi for me, absolutely solid at the back with Mepham. Both of them played well, but Sonesi for me. Some of his passing was fantastic as well. So good distribution, good defending. That's all you want from your, your centre-backs, isn't it? It's a weird scenario to be in with uh, if Lloyd Kelly comes back from injury, hopefully before the World Cup, that um, actually it might be quite tricky for him to get back into the side. Yeah, I, I don't know who you take out. I genuinely, yeah, three at the back maybe. Yeah. We'd have to go three at the back, I don't know. So yeah, this thing's a bit weird, isn't it? It's a little bit weird. It I'm reminds a... me of one of those shaving brushes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, brilliant, thank you, Paul. Good to see you. Cheers. Simon? Yeah. Oh, so, go, on, Ethan, go on, Ethan, you come on. How are you doing, bud? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Got a sore throat, but... Did you scream and shout a bit? Yeah, a bit, yeah, yeah. Look, there's been a lot going on on the pitch today. What did you think of the game? Very good, very good. Better from last week, I reckon. Yeah. We had a very good start until the goal, but all-round positive, I guess. Yeah, all-round positive, definitely. And I'll just touch on this a little bit with you, because I haven't talked to anyone else about it yet, and you, yeah. I think you're the man with the, with the know-how. £120 million 
we were sold today, new owner, he signed the paperwork, and now it's just a matter of time of waiting for it. Do you think we'll hear from him soon before, before that goes through and, and what his plans are or not? Yeah, I think we might hear from him. 120 million, it was going to be 150, but it got yeah. lowered down. But I've heard there might be a new stadium or a stadium upgrade. Yep. And he wants a bigger training capacity as well. So he's not mucking around. He's not mucking around. Fantastic. Brilliant. And we're not mucking around at the moment. Nah. Nobody picked that we would be where we are in the league. Uh, and I don't nah. think uh, Leicester thought that we'd be able to come back today. Nah. They certainly, well, I can tell their fans, thought the game was, was won when they were 1-0 yeah. up. But yeah. we're shown we're no pushovers in this league. Yeah, we're, not, we're never giving up, are we? No. Literally. Go 1-0 down, keep our heads up, we go again. And then there's a goal. And then a couple of moments later, there's another goal. Yeah. So... It just shows you in the Premier League, if you never give up, you could possibly get a point or three points. Brilliant. Thanks so much, Ethan. Good to see you, buddy. Oh, yes. Love it. Yes, fantastic. Well, I don't even know where to start. Where, where do you want to start? Let's, let's go there. Well, a lot of things to discuss. Many things to discuss, indeed. I'm going to come down a little bit because it's easier for me. Should we discuss the goals? What did you think of the goals? Pretty good. Did you have a favourite goal? Probably the Phil Bill one. Yeah. It was another mistake by the defenders again. Like the one at Nottingham Forest. They really kind of opened up for us, didn't they? I don't think they expected it. Um, Jamie Vardy came on the pitch and I was a bit worried about that, but he didn't really get didn't really get a chance, did he? He didn't really do anything, did he? No, he didn't really do anything. Uh, I thought Neto was quite good today as well. I'm, get, I'm really getting to like him. And I like that he's got a nice short name, which is easy to say. Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. Uh, who's your best player today, do you think? Um, Tavernier. Tavernier. He always works hard. Him and Christie, what a duo they are, working hard all game long. In the first half, Christie was a bit dead. Yeah. Second half, he was a bit more on it. Definitely a bit it's more like, on it. Um, uh, the coach at the minute um, gave Christie a wake-up call. A wake-up call. I like that. Fantastic. Brilliant. i have a little chat with Dad. See you in a minute. How are you? I'm all right. How are, how are you? you? I'm good. How's your little friend? Doing all right? He's all right. I've got a bit of a cold today. Have you? I'll well, get I'll well soon. What, that's improved my, I that's know. Improved my whole uh, just, I'll start everyone. We're competitive at this level. Just put that one in there. Yeah. Like every week. Um, yeah. Gave Leicester too much respect in the first half. Bit tardy. Mm -hmm. Christy should have scored. Christy should have scored again. Mm. Christy should have done a lot. Christy mm. was everywhere. He deserved yeah. the man of the match, but he could have done more. Yep. I think we just had to turn the dial up. Um, and we did. And then you could see that if we did, we'd get our rewards. Yeah. So in the end, I think we deserved it. There's quite a few people that say Leicester deserved at least a draw. I don't. You know, they're not very good. They're not at all. They're probably the second worst team we've played after Forest. Uh, man of the match, I give it to Lewis Cook. I think there's always a player on the pitch that's underestimated or undervalued. Yeah. And he worked his knuckles off. I like it that he's driving forward with the ball more now. Last season, yes. he was a bit more of a quarterback, wasn't he? Kind of like... Yeah, but this definitely. season he's, he's sort of driving. So yeah, forward. I'd give it to him because it wasn't that easy to find a man of the match. It was quite easy to then pick Christie, but yeah. overall you could have picked Sanasi. He'd yeah. probably be the second one, but I'd give it to Lewis Cook. But let's keep going. I mean, just imagine if we'd have got those VAR points as well. I know. Being the Champions League. Can places. I? I'll, I'll mention that as well. Apparently, yeah. my sources from outside of Dean Court are telling me that actually on a monitor. That looked like a penalty. That penalty shout that we had looks like a penalty, really? and, and we should have gone to VAR for it. Another one. Another one. That's yeah. the hat trick. And the other thing I noticed as well is Sinesi, uh, when whenever a ball came into the box, he was putting both arms behind his back. 
Yes. So I think we've 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 worked he, on he that. Made, he went like this, didn't he? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm buff and I can stop the ball. Yeah, and he exactly. did a couple of times. And he he did. did. Everything was really good. So really happy. Nice to be where we are. Nice to be where we are. Thank you, son, mate. Good to see you, buddy. Oh yeah, how you doing? What's your name? Sorry. I'm Humphrey. Oh Humphrey. Oh, I've met you before. You met yeah, me before yeah, 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 yeah. How are you, gentlemen? You okay? Yeah, yeah we're right. Now, if I'd said to you at half time, how are you feeling about the game? Give me a word. How would you feel? Um, at half time. Half time. Not our best performance. I think we're giving Leicester yeah. a bit too much respect. But what was positive is we were one nil down. Yeah. So I wasn't worried at one nil down. Um, Tale of two halves. Tale of two halves, exactly definitely. That. Definitely. It's reminiscent of Forest, really. Yeah. Um, I saw a lot of similarities to that, where we were 2-0 down, but the togetherness showed, and we just went all at it, got the goals. And they were quite nice goals, weren't they, really? They were classy, especially Christie. It's great to see him get his first Prem goal. Yeah. Great feeling. Yeah. I'd really love it if he got more goals now, because yeah, that, that's the sort of the one thing that he needs, isn't it? And yeah. that kind of decision-making in the final third. Um, Good, consistent performances all, all around the pitch. Uh, interesting to see Adam Smith at left-back. Some people like that, some people don't. How do you gents feel about that? When I first saw it, I was like, I feel like Samira should have started. Mm -hmm. But then Smith came on in the game and he just was brilliant. Yeah. I thought he gave a good shift defensively, very strong. Even going forward, I thought he was very, very... For, for Adam Smith, pacey, yeah. which is not what he's known for. So I was quite impressed. Fantastic. And then uh, later on, we had Stacey come on on the right. We've had Fredericks play on the right. We've had Smith play on the right. Who is our best right back, do you think? Or, or, or right wing back? What do you, what do you think? Well, what, do you, what do you think, mate? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Fred, Fredericks is obviously very, very quick. Stacey's yeah. very, very quick. But Adam Smith's just got that. You can just play anywhere, yeah. can't he, on that back four now. He seems to have that brain for it. Um, but yeah. Okay, so going forward then, what's our next game? Is it Fulham? Fulham. Fulham. We're going to see I've, that. I've got a message for Fulham fans. Right, Harry and Christian, they're Fulham fans. You've seen us beat Villa. You've seen us beat Forest. And now you've seen us beat Leicester. Guess what? You're next. Oh, we'll leave, Jerry. Oh, we'll leave Jerry. it there. Thank you so much. All the best. Thank you. Hiya, what's your name? Uh, Charlie. Hey, Charlie. How are you today? Uh, good. What a game that was. Did you enjoy yourself? Yeah, it was great, especially the comeback. I wasn't seeing that at all. No, I didn't see it at all either. I sort of slumped in my seat a little bit, um, if I'm honest. Which stand do you sit in? Uh, the Ted McDoodle. Oh, good. Oh, you were in the same stand as me, weren't you? I saw, oh. I saw you at half-time. Oh, you saw Sam at half-time. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, did you get a little look at the penalty shout that we had? Yeah. What did you think? Um, it was a stonewall penalty. Do you know, I'm hearing that. I'm hearing that from people. Some people are saying, who, who've seen this on a you know, replay, they're saying that it is a, it is a penalty. Uh, we don't get a lot of luck, do we, when it comes to VAR, when it comes to penalty decisions this season. And uh, I don't know, if, apparently, if there was a league, we'd be much higher up it if all that stuff was taken out. So, yeah, how, how do, you think, do you think sometimes referees, when they come to Bournemouth, they're, they're not quite as fair? They kind of favour the bigger clubs? Yeah, that's what, that's what my dad said. Um, Tavernard got tackled. If that, if that had been Grealish, that was a professional foul, wasn't it? You know, yeah. it should have been a yellow. Mm. But yeah, the ref was probably most likely on their side. Mm. But what is good is with it all against us, that's when we seem to perform the best, don't we? And to come back mm. uh, against Leicester, who did very well against Forest last time, is, is quite incredible. Did you have a man in the match today? Oh, that's hard. I'd probably go for Chris Meppham again. Yeah. Or, yeah, and Christie, like he did get it. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks ever so much for coming on. Yeah. Lovely to meet you. Oh, thank you. Up the cherries, thank up you. Cherries. I'll take it up the cherries all day long. Hello there. Hi. 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 Nice to meet you both. Uh, your name is, sorry? Sharon. Sharon? Uh, Anthony. And Anthony. Brilliant. Fantastic. And uh, what a game today. Oh, fantastic, wasn't it? Was it? Weren't yeah. they amazing? 
It took a while to warm up and get going, but second half they came out fighting, didn't they? They were amazing. The new owner was in attendance today. Yeah. Now he's looking at this game. He's probably got some ideas of who he wants to be the next manager. But Gary O'Neill, he's he's making a good case, isn't he, to be kept on in that role? Yeah, definitely. I think under Scott Parker, the football was never the best, uh, and now all of a sudden we're getting some amazing results. You know, in the game against Forest, Newcastle, uh, and now you know beating Leicester to come from behind as well and play some brilliant football. It's so refreshing to see. It's so refreshing to see, definitely. And we're going to go to Fulham next. Yeah. That's our next game. Last yeah. season, we had some real ding-dongs with them. Obviously, yeah. both got promoted. Yeah. I wonder what, what that game will be like, do you think? Do you think we're going to go for some points? Do you think we're going to kind of, kind of you know, defend? I mean, I, I don't know. What, well, what? I, I think this team will, will go for the win always. Yeah. You know, always. I don't think, I don't think this... And that's what we like about this manager. He's a real up front, on the front foot. Yeah. You know, go for the win. And, and that's what we all want to see. Brilliant. And very quickly, just back on the game today... I've asked loads of Oswald, man of the match. It was quite hard to pick. There's a lot of consistency. Oh, tav, tav all day long. Yeah. Tav and Shout out long. to Lerma as well. I think he played another solid performance. He's always really good. Yeah, he's a good, solid player. Yeah, Fantastic. Good, solid. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you both for coming on. No, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hello. Hello there. How are you doing, gentlemen? You okay? Yes, very good. Good. How are you? I'm really, I'm all right. I've got a bit of a cold, but I'm persevering on. Uh, I enjoyed the football today. It made me feel a lot, a lot better. Um, how did you guys enjoy the game? Wow, uh, I mean, what a comeback! You can you can hear from my um, voice; it's, it's definitely not looking good. But um, yeah, hopefully it will recover in the next few days. But I mean, those two goals—they were in such quick succession as well. It was just so amazing to see us come back from one nil to come back with that two nil, two one win. Yes. We seem to be developing a style of football. Yes, we like to keep the ball and pass it around, but it sort of reminds me of Leicester when they won the Premier League and that we kind of draw teams on. They attack us and then we, we catch them on the break. Yeah. Do you think this style of football can carry on? Do you think we can keep getting points this way? Yeah, I think it's a really good style. And I, what I love about Bournemouth is that even if, if, if they go 1-0 down, they, they just come back, they bounce back just immediately. They do bounce back immediately. Yeah, yeah. we've got bounce back ability. There's a word that we haven't used in about 10, 15 years. Uh, so, boys, uh, man of the match today, what do you think? Certainly a difficult one today. Um, I've, not uh, had, I've not had like two set of people say the same thing in a row yet. Everyone says something yeah. different. I mean, of course, Billing has been very consistent with it, uh, for us. I mean, he's scored so many equalisers, scored so many important goals. I mean, I mean... This is just looking at previous matches and this match. I'm going to have to say Billing. He is just so good at the moment. He's a man on fire. A man on fire. And I have a question for you, young man. So look at the way that you're attired today, what you're dressing. Who is your number one? Who's the best goalkeeper for Bournemouth at the moment? Well, since Neto came from Barcelona, he's just started in really good. He's yeah. just, I think he's overtook Travers, in my opinion, to the number one keeper. And he's just, he's just like... I just love him. He's just a really good goalie. Fantastic. Thank you ever so much, gentlemen. Thank you for coming on. All the best. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, all right. yeah, not too bad, you? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? Did you enjoy the game today? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think um, my 2-1 prediction was correct. So it was like good to second half ramped up quite. And like it notched up another gear, I think. Now, I saw you pre-game and you yeah. told me 2-1. Yeah. Well, then we saw you at half-time. And then obviously it's finished 2-1. But at half-time, be honest with me now, 
Was that 2-1 still in your head? Did you still think yeah. it would be 2-1? I still thought it was going to be 2-1. Wow. I, okay. I dreamt that last night. <laughs> you, you dreamt it. You dreamt it. That's that. You just need to message all your dreams out onto the internet so we can all make lots of money. Uh, so, um, you dreamt about the scoreline, but did you dream about who the man of the match would be and, and did it come true? That bit I didn't, no. Okay. But... Um, I think Christie in the end actually got his finishing touch because yeah. it, it was coming. It just he finally got it in the back of the net at last. <laughs> back of the net at last, indeed. Uh, gentlemen, man of the match from you both. Um, Billing for me. Billing, fantastic. Yep. Solanke. And Solanke, I like both of them. Yeah, fantastic, brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on. Cheers. Take it easy. Hello. Hello, gents. We've got loads of people today. We're going on and on and on it's fantastic um, so I'm going to ask you three two questions 2-1 that was my prediction <laughs> that was your prediction yeah. is that what you, did you all predict a Bournemouth win today no yes. I did no. did you Adam yeah no. I went 3-2 three, two. you went 3-2 oh you weren't far off then um, I went 3-1 I 3-1 went three, one. Three, one. So goal th- counted well, that was the thing. I, I, now, I couldn't see it, but there was a goal that was... It was offside. It was offside. Was it offside? Could anyone actually no. see it? I, no, no, I was at no, the I other stand. No? I was right... I was at the goal, because I was behind the goal, and I was not the goal. I wasn't there. I was, on the, I was in the east stand when, okay. when it was, so I was in the he wasn't offside. No, I didn't think he was offside. And apparently, you know the penalty that we, we thought we might have, and it got turned down? Yeah. Didn't even look at it, did they? Some people are saying that was a penalty. Yeah, people are at home. So, um, you know, that could have been a very, very different story. But the score, nevertheless, was a win for us. We just keep on moving. We keep on getting points. We're Liverpool in the league. We're eighth. We're eighth. And Man City are top. Yeah, well, they will be. We won't worry about them. We won't worry about them. Okay, gentlemen, before I move on to someone else, I need your man of the matches. Who did you think impressed you today? Billing. Billing. Um, Billing. Billing? Keith Lamore. Billing, Billing, Keith Lamore. Love it. Thank you, gents. All the best. Hello there, you all right? Yeah, I'm good, good. Thanks. What's your name? Sorry. Mark. Mark. Fantastic, Mark. And, and what a game it was today. Brilliant. Actually, brilliant. Fighting performance right till the end. Yeah. Whether we had lost today or not, the fact that they're fighting for each other and there's a bit of belief, that's what we want to see. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, all over the pitch, all over the pitch we saw performances today, good and bad. Um, first half was not as good as the second half, was it? No, no. I thought we were, I don't know, whether we showed them a little bit too much respect in the first half, stood off Madison a bit. Yeah. I thought second half and we got in their faces and said, oh, we're Bournemouth, we're not frightened of you. Let's have a go. And I thought Chris Meffham, you know, he was public enemy number one last year. And I think credit to him. He stuck, got his head down, worked on it. And I think what a brilliant player he's been this season. For me, he's been our player of the season so far. Yeah, I agree with you. And, uh, you know, the way that he's kind of grown as a player. I'm looking at Lloyd Kelly and I'm thinking, how does Lloyd Kelly get back in this side exactly. now? Exactly. And, and the other, the new guy. Yeah, Stevens. Yeah. And... Um, Marcos Sanasi. Yeah, he's done uh, he, He's growing in stature every game. It's going to take him a while to get used to the pace of the Premier League, but I think he's a great addition. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Um, so, he was he your man of the match today then, Mepham, do you think? Mepham, yeah. I think yeah. Mepham, I thought Tavernier had a good game out yeah. on the wing. Jefferson Lerma was his usual Jeff. And Lewis Cook getting stuck in there in midfield. I think it was probably... 
seven, eight, nine, you could say, were man of the match, but I, I'm going to give it to Mepham, I think, because yeah. he's solid at the back. I'm just wondering, I'm thinking about our manager situation here, and then people are saying, you know, look at the job Gary O'Neill's doing, yeah. but you've got a big money guy coming in, yeah. Foley. I'm looking at a Leicester manager situation. I mean, is 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 Rogers to be able to keep his job? I mean, surely. Well, I, I, I think talking to a couple of the Leicester fans on our way out of the yeah. Ted Mack stand, they want him gone. Oh, really? And I thought, well, he's not done a bad job for you, really, but results game, isn't it? Yeah, everything becomes history very quickly, doesn't it? it forget does. about it. But going back to Gary O'Neill, I think he should be given a chance. Yeah. It reminds me of a certain... Mr. Howe at Newcastle thrown in at the deep let's give him a go yeah do we really want another like old has been like an Allardyce or a Deitch no let's give Gary O'Neill a go maybe let's just say right up till January the World Cup you know there could be with money coming in and if it doesn't work out in the new year high profile manager after the World Cup that could come available yeah then maybe but I think I'd give it to him Mr. Bowley if you're listening that's our man. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on. <coughs> Hello. I, I just shouted really loudly into this. So I shouldn't have done that. Andrew, how are you? I believe who I just see upstairs. Who did you see upstairs? A relative of Jeff Salermas. A relative of Jeff Salerma. Were they yeah. charming? Were they yeah. nice? Yeah. Yeah. Was it the chap in and the... also, he was pushed in my wheelchair. <laughs> did he really? Yeah. Did you ask him to? No. Nope. All right. I don't know if he should be doing that then, but never mind. Uh, what did you think of the game today, Andrew? What was your view like from the platform? Spotless. A spotless view. Fantastic. I'm glad they also, look after the place. I'm going to show Sam some recordings later. All right, not now though. Later, I mean. All right, okay, fair enough. Yeah. On the way back, I'm going to show you some recordings. Fantastic. <laughs> I can't wait to see that. What's yeah. the recordings of the game? Yes. Okay, don't tell the Premier League. Uh, right, we'll have a little chat with the people behind you if that's okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Hey, Heather, how are you? Great, thank you. <laughs> Uh, Phil Billing did all right today, didn't he? He did. <laughs> they were all saying get him off at half time, and then, yeah, he does his usual never take him off. He can always score, so. Exactly, exactly. Sandy, did you enjoy the game today? Loved it, yeah. Absolutely buzzing with that. Brilliant. <laughs> I wasn't really enjoying it at half time. I was feeling a bit meh, but, I, you know, by the end of it, I'm, I'm jumping for joy. Yeah, enjoyed it. It was good. Good. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to ask you the man in the match, but I probably shouldn't bother asking you, should I? Probably not. No, okay. <laughs> Philip <Good>. Billing. <laughs> Sandy, did you, did you Lerma, have some? Lerma. Yeah, he never gives up, does he? No. no. Brilliant, fantastic. Right, on the batty then. Oh, this is <laughs> interesting. Interesting to Thank negotiate. You. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> oh, I'm, coming. I'm moving, I'm moving. I'm moving. It's going to be full up. It's Matty. Gentlemen. How are we? Yeah, I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, very well. We're, um, we're on the camera now. Oh, yeah, hello. Yeah, yeah. I just um, wondered what you thought of the game. Yeah, I thought first half, um, we, uh, I think it's a, it's a confidence thing. We didn't really impose ourselves. Like we said, Leicester were pretty average, to be honest. Yeah. Rode their luck, with the, got the goal, um, which was lucky. And I just didn't think we imposed ourselves on the game as much as we should have done. Um, we, it was all very much about keeping it tight, making sure maybe we don't concede, but we did concede. Mm. And in a way, that was the best thing that could have happened, I think, because second half, he clearly got into him at half-time with Tommy, with Gary, and I just love it. was Forrest all over again in many ways, because second half we come out, we didn't change much uh, tactically or in terms of formation, but what we did change is our approach to the game up here. 
and I'll repeat it again, this is going back to what I was saying at Forest, it's a mentality. Yeah. And we were first to every ball, we were snapping into chat, the effort was there, the commitment was there, the, the, des the desire was there. Phil Billing was getting closer to Dom Solanke, um, Ryan Christie was all over the place, the energy was there and they, they again, I repeat myself, they couldn't cope with it, they couldn't right. live with it. And once we got the goal, for me there was only going to be one winner. And, and it was it was amazing transformation second half and the sum of our parts was far greater than their individual talent I thought we looked we made James Madison look very very ordinary and we made a lot of their 11 look very ordinary in the second half and it just goes to show that 80 probably 70 80 percent of the game even at this level is up there it's yeah. about it's about mentality and second half we, we had the mentality and we wanted it more than they did and and, and the goal we grow in confidence it gives us it gives us a purpose, it gives us conviction, uh, the crowd gets up and this is what happens. And that's what we're going to have to do game after game all season. And it's great to see, wasn't it, second half? It is great to see, yeah. Fantastic little uh, analyst, uh, analyst, I don't know. It's the cold, that's what I'm blaming it on. Analyzing, analysis. Analysis. Thank you. Analysis. That's the word Thank I wanted you. of the game there, buddy. And I, you're, I completely agree with you. And uh, it was kind of like the last time we were in the Premier League. It's a, it's a lesson that can be easily forgotten. And a lot of teams forget it. That it is about, you know, playing to your. That they're the fine margins, aren't they? When you come up with the right brain set, you know, when you play the game, it's going to make a massive difference. Um, lots of consistency. Lots of really good players today. Everyone kind of bound, binded together. But who is your man of the match for today? Uh, it's a tough, it's a tough one. I thought, I thought again we looked uh, pretty solid. I understand the reason he put Adam Smith at left back to take mm. care of James Madison, although it affected our balance obviously from, yeah. an, from an offensive viewpoint. I thought Chris Meffham, the centre halves, you know, were faultless really, out, outstanding in the main. Uh, five minutes, Steve, uh, in the main, and uh, I thought Jeff Lerma ticked things over in the midfield. I thought Lewis Cook wanted to, but I thought Dom Solanke is his work rate oh, yeah. is phenomenal. It's the, the amount of work that he gets through in the, in the final third, um, coming wide, dropping deep, the work that he gets through for the team, from, for the team is, is absolutely phenomenal. So I'd probably, you'd probably look at Don. But I thought Ryan Christie, yeah, Ryan Christie, to get that Premier League goal yeah. uh, and the amount of work that he put in as well uh, and his endeavour um, was fantastic. So I'd probably give it to Christie in, in, in as much as him getting that Premier League goal. Uh, I think he probably, probably steals it for me. Fantastic. Thanks, mate. Great stuff. All the best, Always buddy. Good to see you. Oh, we're going to go for one of them. Yeah, one of them. Everything. We're going to go for everything. Hi, Neil. Hi. How are you doing? <coughs> I have my little cough. I've yeah. had one of those yet. Um, yeah, I'm all right. I'm okay. I'm all right. Thank you, though. Um, it's a good job I'm not going on about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sam just said it's a good job I don't keep going on about my cold. Man flu. Um, what did you think of the game today, Neil? Uh, well, I'm going to just take a little bit more time than Matt. Yeah. So we'll just keep <laughs> going really Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I it was a, a game of two contrasting halves, wasn't it, really? I mean, yeah. I, I just wonder if we, we, our players just don't quite have the confidence at the moment because, you know, they, they can play well, um, even after a first half like that where they were sort of disappointing and a little bit disjointed. Um, so maybe it's just a confidence thing. You know, we are good enough to play at this level. A little bit of team sheet-itis, maybe, looking at the names that you're up against and kind of wondering if uh, if you can really match up. But we've shown we had we, we can. And what I find quite interesting as well is there are a number of players who are not actually you know anywhere near our first 11 at the moment that we, you know, we still haven't tapped into. And yeah. you know, the ones that are injured as well, you've got your Lloyd Kelly to come back. You've got Joe Rothwell hasn't even you know, kicked a ball in, in anger for us yet. You've got uh, David Brooks talking about him today. Yeah. You know, yeah. And a lot of people might recognise those as our bigger players from, from outside of the club. So... 
to see this kind of group working so well and the new signings gelling in, Gary O'Neill's done a pretty good job, isn't he, of pulling these players together? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, it, I mean, it can't be easy, sort of, not knowing how long you're going to be there for. How do you strategically plan? Yeah, yeah you've got to go game to game, haven't you? And, and uh, but it does show that we've got some depth when Stacey comes on as our third choice right back and really looked lively. I thought, uh, yeah, that was really good. But I think Jefferson Lerman's got to be man of the match today because not so much for the football he was playing, but the fact that he was winding Madison up yeah. consistently in the second half. And uh, yeah, I thought it was quite funny, actually. It makes a difference, doesn't it? And you, and you said there a phrase that I really like, game to game. And for me, Gary O'Neill has looked at this game to game. He's, he's changed the approach slightly for different yep. games, which sometimes when you get a caretaker manager in, they, they don't, do they? They just kind of go, oh, well, that, we'll just stick with that, we'll stick with that. Yeah. Don't know how long I'm going to be here, I'll stick with that, stick with that. But he doesn't. He's really tinkering. He's thinking. He's, yeah. he's changing personnel and what he thinks is going to work. And that's well, encouraging. I, I think the fact that he's been here for 18 months, um, you know, he knows the players, he knows what we can do. And it must be frustrating I guess, you know, sitting behind Scott Parker, yeah. uh, when you can see now that we're actually playing with a little bit more uh, confidence, a little bit more intent. Um, so, yeah, it's all, all good, really. Fantastic. All eighth, good eighth in the table. Eighth in the table. Thank you, Neil. Cheers. Hey, buddy. That's beautiful, right. isn't it? Yeah. That's beautiful. Buzzing. Absolutely buzzing, mate. Yeah. Eighth in the league, by the way. I know. I didn't, I didn't expect that today. I, I, no. I felt sort of, you, you go through those kind of motions, don't you? Like, mm. Oh, yeah, I think we're going to win. Oh, maybe we'll just draw a bit, all right? And, yeah. and then at half-time, oh, God, are we going to be able to get back in this? We, have we got the tools? But, yeah, we've we got the tools. Absolutely. It's it a weird one, again, that we're, I'm saying, I thought they'd be better. Again, yeah. I feel like I'm saying yeah. that all the time, so maybe we should just give ourselves credit. But even if they had hung on at 1-0, I thought, oh, they're not as good. We can have these. And to be, to be fair to us, to, you know, to our credit and Gary O'Neill's credit, we went from second half. I didn't know if we had that in us, that, that kind of just go for the throat. And we really did. And we scored two quick goals because of it. And yeah, I mean, does Bill Foley lose football matches? Do you know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. Um, who done team lose, by the way, on the vlog? Morgan, right, he's in. He's got the job. <laughs> he's got the job because we got three points. But no, I really enjoyed it today because that first half, I thought... Yeah, we, we weren't great. It was kind of same old of what we've been seeing. We were relatively compact, but it was a quite a fortunate goal. I'm right behind it. It's like a taking a horrible deflection off Jeff yeah. as a tap in. But apart from that, there weren't much in the game. And then um, me, Mark Jackson, and Matty Davis put the world to right at half time. Said, "Get Christie off, get Benning off, right, and we'll be fine." <laughs> they got the two goals, so shows what we know. But yeah, mad in it. I, I think at half time, not many people would have thought them two would be the the heroes, but. I'm just delighted for him. I'm delighted for Christie because we all say the same stuff. Yeah. Like he's playing so well, and then he just cocks it up in front of the goal, and even he scuffed one in for us. But yeah, take that. And Billing as well, he can be frustrating. So I'm really pleased he got a goal. For Dom was sensational, leaning the line again, unbelievable. For two centre halves again. I, I mean, I was surprised with the system in terms of no left back when Zamora was available. But you know, when I was watching it, I kind of thought it looked to me as if Madison playing off that right. He put Smith there because of that experience to just, yeah. right, you just track Madison. Because he had bought Zamora on for Fredericks and moved Smith over if that won the case. Yeah. But he wanted to keep Smith in that role, didn't he, for that experience. So, you know, maybe, and to be honest, did that kind of work? Well, Madison was a little bit non-existent apart from set pieces, I felt. So maybe it did work. Um, yeah, bringing Stacey on, who I thought was good when he come on as well. Yeah. And we, you look at it now and you go, and Andy comes on, does a right, unlucky not to get a goal. And you're thinking, we've got a few options there. I heard you speaking before as well, you know, Rothwell still to come back. Yeah. We're still without our main centre-half and captain. So we've got some options now. And I'd probably take Europa League if you offer me it. But um, <laughs> yeah, mind the, never mind mind the gaps I've out there. Mind the gap in Liverpool. I know, it's mad, isn't it's it? Unbelievable. Yeah, and he still hasn't lost a game. 
So he deserves a lot of credit. He deserves a lot of credit. And I think what it was is that, that bravery second half. We were saying against Brentford, weren't we? It's easy to just kind of be compact, be organised, get a point. But what he did today is he went, we, we can win this. And we went and won the game. And the changes after that worked. We didn't look that threatened, I didn't feel. So, yeah, happy days, mate. I, I, can't, I can't believe we want to get... I, just, I can't believe we still haven't lost under him. And another top-quality striker that we've kept quiet. Yeah, again, I thought, I mean, when, I think Vardy came on at 1-0 as well. And, yeah, he, and he, he was, did. yeah, really non-existent. And again, uh, go back to it, people forgetting we're missing our main centre-half and skipper. Yeah. And Mepham and Celesi, I think, I mean, Mepham's been probably, I would argue, our player of the season so far. But Celesi, again, I thought he was super. I think he's getting better with every minute of every game we see him. So, yeah, delighted. Heads was falling asleep there. They've got to be an absolute at the bar. Sam's arms aching. So, best wrap-up takes three points. On to Europe. Yeah, great to have a mixture of fans on. Credit to Tiggs for getting the answers out of the fans there. If you want to check the YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash AFCB podcast, there's raw footage and South Stand scenes. Easy for me to say as we completed another turnaround. Of course, the Foxes, they were buoyant after their recent 4-0 win over their East Midlands rivals, Nottingham Forest. But with the Cherries unbeaten under Gary O'Neill, well, it was set up for a mouth-watering clash. Not least because Bournemouth were looking to impress under Bill Foley. And it's fair to say we did just that. So myself and Tom, on Monday, today... We were at the Parrot Parley to go over Saturday's epic 2-1 win. A performance, by the way, which saw us rise to 8th in the Premier League. Love it. I can't remember what it's like to lose football matches. Do you know what I mean? Absolute madness. But yeah, 8th in the league is is astounding. I mean, we, you, yeah, you take it with a pitch of salt the league table, but to be in this position with the fixtures we've had is, um, yeah, really, really pleasing, mate. And I, we, the last defeat was to Liverpool 9-0. They're below us. It's, it's crazy, but yeah, great weekend, mate. It's amazing how things are coming together for AFC Bournemouth at the moment. And all credit to Gary O'Neill and his management team and the coaching staff for getting us to where we are because we look moribund after Parker. We Under Parker, we looked completely out of ideas, but he's instilled a philosophy, obviously, and the players are buying into it. And there seems to be some belief. It's not perfect, but it's certainly looking a lot better so this is the second look where we do exactly that if you're new to the channel there are a couple of things you can do well first of all click that subscribe button already just do it oh, thank you because yeah really appreciate that and this second look always comes out loads of content always give it a like more people can see it and yeah cheers for the support and uh, keep supporting us and we'll keep doing it and i hope one of the people who is liking this channel is a certain bill foley hi, hi bill. bill you're all right you're our new best friend love you gotta say though what a performance it was mm. for us to get a result in front of our new owner-to-be, our prospective new owner. He was up in the gods at Dean Court, the relative gods. Yes. <laughs> and he was meeting loads of fans beforehand. You'll have probably seen on Twitter, there was Ethan's granddad, Dave King, posting a photo as well. I think Nick sent another one. Lots of people posing for pictures with, with the new owner. And it's fair to say, after 90 minutes, he would have enjo enjoyed what he's seen. Yeah, I'm sure we'll come on to it, but I think the, the reaction from the team going behind and also the reaction from the crowd going behind and then, you know, when we come back into the game, I felt it was, you know, a lot better in the in the stand and the players were thriving off that and he would have probably looked at it, you know, the comparison from half-time to the end and thinking, oh, I can get behind this. This is, a you know, a team that are really together and uh, grafting for every point and, and every ball on the pitch. So, yeah, it was... Um, yeah, it, was, it must have been really nice for him. And just anything like that, you just think, oh, I want it to start well. And yeah. it obviously started well for him. And he, 
he looked happy and yeah he, he doesn't know how to lose so happy days mate what was really good was I was listening to a soundbite from Jordan Clark and Chris Temple from BBC Radio Solar chatting to ex-Cherry's chairman Trevor Watkins of course he knows all about his business in sport we've chatted to him previously on one of our interviews but also on one of our vlogs as well and it's a it's a fascinating time for AFC Bournemouth and it was it was really interesting to hear what he was saying because he said Bournemouth are having a natural evolution. It's not a revolution, like some are saying, but it is a natural evolution. And he said that Bill Foley, he offers a real chance of success given his track record with the Las Vegas Golden Knights and his track record in business as well. He said that quite often club ownership, when people take over clubs, they're quite often chance meetings that happen. Right. And then, you know, it, it sounded like that with Eddie Mitchell and Maxim Demon because mm. he was building his house or something, wasn't he? Yeah. But so. what Bill Foley does, he offers... The, the cherries an ability to transform in Trevor Watkins word and give it long-term stability and what I thought was really good was Jordan Clark saying but but why did he buy it because let's face it there are probably some more propositions which might be a little bit more attractive but now I think if you've got a good vision as Trevor Watkins said you've got money and you've got a strategy to take the club to the next level it's actually an incredible proposition and you also said that Bournemouth is pretty much the lesser UK equivalent of Monaco, mate. We we could be doing big things at Bournemouth and uh, who knows where it can take us. But it, it seems, all the soundbites I've heard so far and also his transparency, it's going to be a different type of ownership, yeah. but an ownership that fans are going to get behind. It's not all smoke and mirrors with this one. He's very open. Yeah, I think so. And it's, it's one of them things that I'm sure will be kind of, we'll, we'll see as and when, we'll see what happens. It's still very early days and, and we're not sure. We haven't heard you know, too much from him. And obviously, because it's not, you know, you've got official, official before we hear a bit more, I guess. But all we can go off is, is, is what we're hearing, as you say, the sound bites we're hearing and previous things that Bill Foley and groups he's been with have done. And it's time to be excited, really, I think. Mm. There's, there's not, you know, it's always when we think, when you initially hear it, you think new American owners, you're a bit, oh, I'm not sure. Mm. All we've heard so far is positive, I think. So, yeah, let's, let's enjoy that moment. And let's just see where it takes us, mate. But, um, yeah, I, I would say I'm like, Quietly excited, you know, mm. just keeping it a bit like what we're like at the football pitch at the moment. Excited with what I'm seeing and that we're eighth, but let's calm down as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next kind of few weeks and months and what more comes out and different things off the pitch and on the pitch and, mm. and see where we're going, mate. But I'm, I'm confident we're going in the right direction. In hindsight, I'm looking back at the actual Leicester game now thinking it was probably the perfect fixture in many ways. But, you know, there were easier teams on paper that we maybe could have been against. And I'm glad that we got the win for Bill Foley. But Leicester, mate, after their 4-0 win over Forest on Monday night, I, I, I tweeted and I said, rejuvenated Leicester. And maybe not, just that one win. I was wondering, it could go, it could go two ways here. They could have the Liverpool effect, said, or, yeah. almost a false dawn. It proved to be the case, mate, because they, were, they weren't very good. We'll come on to that. But what mm. we will talk about is the formation that came out at two o'clock. It was Morgan Scott on the vlog that did the team news. And I watched a few other vlogs as well and a number of fans on Twitter. And we were all looking at the lineup, a bit baffled. Mm. No Jordan Zamora, but 
Smith and Fredericks, we weren't quite sure which way round it was going to be, but you sort of quickly came to terms with the way the team was going to line up, right? Yeah, it was um, annoyingly. I said this was a good chance of me getting 11 out of 11 on the preview, and I got one wrong on each side. Uh, Daka played instead of Vardy, didn't One he? day it will happen. Yeah, Daka played instead of Vardy, which surprised me a little bit, but obviously go on to it, Daka got the goal. And then, yeah, Zamora was out and, and Fredericks was in, and obviously when you see Jay-Z on the bench, you know, oh, OK, he's fit. So it's a tactical thing. Um, initially, when I saw it, I thought, oh, maybe he's looking at that Forest game, what we did in the second half, he's gone to a back three there. Yeah. And then I think I quickly saw, I can't remember who it was, but um, saw, a, saw a few tweets from people there, um, kind of from the Echo, saying that it looks like we're warming up in a four. Mm. But OK, so he's going with Smith there, and I was very surprised. Um, even all the way up to half-time, I was very surprised, thinking, when you've got a fit left-back, do you need to shoehorn a right-back in there? Yeah. Um, but, as well, I'm sure we'll come on to, mate, it, there was a clear reason behind that, and that was... After watching that Monday game, as you mentioned, uh, against Forrest, the only difference for me, I mean, Forrest missed a few big chances that game. I know it was 4-0, but everything was through James Madison. Mm. James Madison is clearly their best player. Yeah. And he's been playing off the right side coming in. And it was obviously, Jay-Z likes to stay quite wide. Mm. And it was obviously, uh, the thinking was, we need Adam Smith in there for his experience to nullify Madison. And, you know, what, whatever you say about what you think of this manager, that's a, it's worked out as a hell of a decision because Madison was pretty non-existent. He's always going to be decent with a few set pieces, but he was pretty non-existent considering he's their main man. Um, so maybe that did work. We don't know what would have happened if Jay-Z had played, but Smithy left back and I thought Fredericks played well. And even when Fredericks obviously ran his race in terms of he's been out injured, I thought Stacey come on and got a good yeah, job. So yeah, really it's did. good to have them options. Um, and also you've got to remember, I think, when you look at this system and that four, if Smith's going to follow Madison coming inside, you need someone in front of him that's going to be just chasing all day long, because Stanley likes to bomb on, and you've got Tavernier, mm. who's going to do that all day for you. So it's virtually like Smith's coming in as left centre-back, yeah. and then Tavernier's a wing-back. So it's very flexible. Um, and yeah, as I say, I wouldn't have picked that team. I don't think many people would have, but that's why Gary O'Neill was the manager, and that's why he gets paid the money, and in the end, at the end, it worked. Mm. It did work, but other than that, I think the team was pretty much yeah. as expected. And I've got to say, number of people online comparing the first half performance to many parts of the Brentford game. I think that's a little bit unfair. I think we were we were a lot better against Leicester than we were at Brentford. Brentford was a really dull game. I think that we lacked creativity. And whilst you can take a look at these shots on target, which we'll put on screen now, it looks fairly even and it doesn't look as though we were peppering them. We were getting into some really advanced positions this time. And I'll tell you what, Ryan Christie that early chance I think it was only after a few minutes mm. Lerma I think like swept a, a ball through which I think face I don't know what he was trying to do with it but he didn't deal with it well and Christie he's not the quickest in the world but he was closing in on the keeper ward and decided to check back didn't want it on that right foot did he, he didn't want it on the right and it was so frustrating yeah. because those are the elements of his game that probably gets criticised the most I mean I don't know what the this is, this is me trying to be young and youthful now the FIFA cards, oh, yeah, yeah. where you've got your shooting. Yeah, it can't be great. It'd be quite interesting to see what it is. But, I mean, obviously we know we all know that he made up for it. But there were a number of occasions where his touch wasn't particularly good in that half. But he was getting on the end of chances. He had a header as well that was easily mm. gathered by the keeper. I thought Phil Billing was quite off it as well. There were times where I think someone took a throw in. Was it Tavernier maybe or Adam Smith took a throw in right in the corner flag by the Ted Mack. Played at Phil Bill, straight out of play. Just little moments mm. like that. I just think, you know, careless moments and mm. some balls that weren't particularly good in it. And it did lead to a bit of frustration. But at the same time, we were creating chances. There was that ball slipped through to Christie where he pirouetted and the shot was weak, but it went into the keeper's arms. So much better than Brentford, I thought. Yeah, I think so. I remember coming out half time, I think it's so typical that I think during Gary O'Neill's um, 
rain. The home games, obviously, we've had a couple of nil-nils. So, obviously, that means we've been nil-nil at half-time. And this time, we were behind at half-time. And I remember saying to people, how do you think we've been better than them two? Mm. As you say, I don't, yeah, it wasn't. We weren't peppering them, as you, as you said. We weren't peppering them. But I felt that we had a bit more about us. And I felt we were, we were getting forward. We were picking our moments better. And as you say, little things like Christy getting in behind, we, we hadn't been doing that in previous home games, kind of getting in behind the defence. So mm. I felt there was more optimism, but also I thought, oh, can Leicester take the sting out of it now because they've got that goal, um, which obviously we'll come on to. But yeah, I thought there was a lot lot better signs um, and a real shame about the goal. But yeah, and Christy, I mean, it's just poetic that he ends up getting the winner in the end because that guy does everything so well mm. and then when he gets in front of goal he just changes it's unbelievable um, but yeah absolutely delighted for him and obviously we'll come on to the to the winner later on yeah when the goal did come it mm. was a cross that, that came in it was partially cleared but then it was it was recycled again and thumped into the box and it was a it was a partial clearance by well it, it was an attempted clearance by Meppen but unfortunately hit the main man Lerma and then came to Dakar. He was actually facing away from goal, but then managed to pirouette and shoot with his right foot into the corner. And it really did come against the run of play, I thought. And it was a very scrappy goal. I don't really think you can put it down to any defensive mistakes. I think maybe knee-jerkedly on the vlog, I said shambles or something. I can't remember. But really, when I look back, I can't. you can't really blame anyone. No, I think what was obviously a lot happens afterwards. But I think um, what, what wasn't looked at enough is I remember Tavernier getting the ball in kind of that left-back slot. And he beat a man really well, and everyone went, whoa. And then he tried to beat him again, yeah. and he actually lost the ball, and then they crossed it, and obviously the goal came. So that was a little bit uh, naive from him when he should have just probably cleared the ball. Um, but yeah, it was one of them things, I think, like we just mentioned about Christie, that's probably within a few minutes, the difference. He does a lovely pirouette and scuffs it to the keeper. Mm. Dakar, to be fair to him, picks his spot, doesn't he? Yeah. But yeah, really harsh one. It Lerma's not even looking, and it kind of hits him and falls in a decent position, but Dakar takes it well, and... Yeah, it felt like a, like I say, I don't think we were dominating, but it felt like, oh, we didn't really deserve that. And can we pick ourselves up now? And obviously, fortunately, we found out we could. Mm, we found out we could. We also had Dom Solanke that had a, a scuffed effort. He looked to pull the trigger, but then it sort of came off a couple of uh, defenders and then went wide of the post. Leicester had another chance with Johnny Evans, I think it was, at the far oh, stick. Yeah. Trying to, whether he could have shot from that angle, it was very tight. He'd have had to execute it a lot better one than of them he did. Because you, you know where I was sitting, I'm right behind that goal. And I remember when I saw it, I thought, God, how have they fluffed that up? And then when I watched him back, I go, oh, actually, it's quite difficult. Mm. But in the moment, I remember thinking he could have easily got yeah. that in. So it's, it's weird on angles. But yeah, there was they were still, I think level at half-time would have been fair. But yeah. as, as we've, we, we've said, mate, I thought we were doing okay. But they were getting a few little moments as well, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they were. And... Many of their chances were were a few. I think Madison might have had a free kick. He, he had a couple, didn't he? Yeah, he, and he didn't. He didn't won in either half. Didn't. Well. Yeah, didn't. Didn't really have much of a chance. And we went in one 0 down. Chat to Tiggs at half time. And anyone with a, I hate saying my school because Bournemouth school comes with a reputation. But I'll be backed up in the comments here because I know that a few of you did go to Bournemouth school. And in my era, anyway, you got your gradings, as I said on the vlog, with your work as a letter and then the effort you put in as a number. So quite often I'd get like, you know, B2 or, or maybe C2. I mean, work was all right, but my, my effort was there. I would say that Christie was a, was a C1 because, mm. or maybe a D, a D2, I don't know. Either way, I didn't think the, his output was particularly great, but it was clear that the effort was there. And he was, he was picking up the ball in some nice little pockets in midfield and managing to spread it wide. But whenever he got, got put in at the vital opportunity and, in the, you know, being the uh, most advanced man... You, you, you always just don't want him to pull the trigger because you know it's not going to go well. But 
we can be proved wrong. Uh, what were your chats like at half-time, mate? Because you were in the other stand. I, I can get you on, on the vlog. What was your uh, uh, m managerial team talk to your, um, to your mates at half-time? Yeah, I'll also, I'll also say I went to King's Eye. So for anyone out there who maybe didn't go to quite as uh, well thought of school, I, I thought that Christie didn't what? deserve to be excluded. But is, that Kingsley? is that Kingsley? Yeah, I think it's now Bourne Academy. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're, they're moving up in the world, mate. Still going places. Um, but yeah, I was going to quickly go on to the fact that, because the first thing I was going to speak about at half-time was I went down a little bit early. Yeah. And people talk about this Fredericks penalty incident where he got booked for diving. Oh, yeah. Because obviously I've come out and I've just seen Fredericks being booked. Didn't know what it was for. And then a few people talked about it. And obviously I've seen it well, after. Well, just before half-time, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. And, that's what, and I looked at that and thought, I watched back and thought, well, there's clear contact. You can't, I mean, it maybe would have been a little bit soft. But he can't book him for diving. He clearly didn't dive. No. You can see Fred just one happy. So yeah, I just wanted to mention that quickly. But I about that. yeah, I spoke to um, Matt Davies and uh, Mark Jackson at half time, and we, you know, we got our finger caps on. We thought, you know, we all know our football. Go on, Billing's got to come off. We've got to go. Get Billing off. We said it at Forest as well, and yeah, we thought we ain't gonna do the reaction that he had then. Yeah. And Christie, I mean, he's never gonna score. So, not to so we thought Billing and Christie should come off. So uh, yeah, what do we know, eh? What do we know? And we were yeah laughing about that at the end. So we might keep doing that because I think the last time I said Billing should come off was Forest. Mm. So yeah, um, it is classic, and it and that's why go on to it. That's why I think a lot of Bournemouth fans. We said it about the left back situation. I think they were two players that a lot of people would have taken off. Yeah. And that's where the manager gets paid the big bucks, mate. It's quite interesting. I, you know what, I've completely forgotten. We'll chat about VAR later on, because honestly, this weekend, I've just been so yeah. frustrated with it. In fact, it, on the AFCB match commentary, the BBC's Rachel Brown Finnis actually said, Frederick's stride pattern is hampered as he moves forward. That is a penalty. If that goes to VAR, that's given as a penalty all day long. Not so. Book for diving. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Book for diamonds. It's unbelievable, and there's little things. Like obviously, we're we're right at the moment. Just just say that was Adam Smith was playing right back, and he done that. Mm. He'd be he'd be suspended. Yeah, for five yeah, yellows. Right, yeah. Yeah. People don't look at that kind of like, yeah, oh, he's only got books, but you know, it does make a difference. So yeah, another one that, as I say, I didn't see at the time. Watched it back, and I think certainly the dive is, is ridiculous, and there was contact. So people were tweeting, people were getting a bit frustrated, and I think, but I think the performance was a lot better. And I I said on a on a tweet to someone, I think thanks to Gary O'Neill, we've actually probably raised our own expectations of the season because any win over Leicester or any decent performance against Leicester would have been you know considered incredible really but I think people were probably being picky I think credit to Gary O'Neill whatever he said at half time worked yep. and the players came out and they came out good mate they took the game to Leicester and it was a uh, really nice to see obviously G'd on by the North Stand as we were attacking it, but uh, it was a different game. Yeah, it was. We come out really, really well, which I was, which I was pleased about. You know, I think it was almost probably a, a good thing to be playing a team like Leicester who are not defensively sound, and it meant we could get at them and cause them a few problems. I think uh, Face at centre half was really having a having a torrid time. I think Castagna ended up getting injured at some point as well. The the fullback who was probably their, one of their better players. So yeah, and and we yeah we saw we saw our opportunities and and like I say we we went from straight away, which was great to see. I think O'Neill said afterwards, you know, when you're when you're Bournemouth and when you're a team that is always going to be scrapping, always going to have probably less of the ball than your opposition. Mm. You've got to be safe. You've got to be compact, which he's proven. But there's times like the Forest game and like this game where you've got to kind of be less safe, and mm. and that was an opportunity to do that. I keep saying to people that say we're um probably you know we need to let the shackles off a bit. I go well, Gary O'Neill's only ever been behind t in two games yeah. of football, and in both games he let the shackles off and we won. Yeah. Why would he let the shackles off when we got points? Yeah. Well, you know, the points the points are massive in this league. Yeah. So yeah, um, but yeah, was was really impressed with the way we come out in the second half, mate. It was um. Yeah, I was worried that first 10 minutes, you know, you want to see, right, what's the reaction like? And I thought it was, it was really impressive. 
a couple of chances of note. Tavernier had a free kick that was fired over, hit that kind of black yeah, yeah. pole that's holding the net up. Also, Mepham fired over. That was a bit of a half chance, really. Sort of saw it late and that went high and wide. But it wasn't so long. I think after that, Neto had a save from Madison from a free kick from, 20, from 30 yards out. Never really probably going to trouble him from that range. But... Then Phil Bill scored. And tell you what, mate, Solanke works so bloody hard, mate. Long ball forward, chases down what could have been a lost cause. Face, very similar to what happened with Nottingham Forest, really. Just about the, to say that. You know, the, the, the kind of, I don't know what he was trying to do, but I play it back to the keeper, but he fluffed his lines and Solanke sort of came in. Not dissimilar to when we played Leicester in the 4 1 from that position. And coming in. Where he came in yeah. and. You know, was looking to get a shot away, but uh, he, he tried to come back and get a shot on his left. And the way it bobbled, it just sat up so nicely for Phil Bill. And as hits go, when you hit it so sweetly on your on your instep like that, it's absolutely lovely to see. And whilst the keeper got a hand on it, the power was just too much. Yeah, I think uh, probably gone under the radar a bit how much that technique, how good that technique was from Billing. Really good. Um, you know, you see that goal he scored against Forest, and everyone's going to talk about it. That one less so, which I understand, but that's that's easy to just blaze that and to just yeah, air kick that easy mm. so yeah really good finish and as you say Dom mate I thought exactly the same in that same kind of position on the pitch the, the reason these two centre-backs as we said about I think it was McKenna wasn't it at Forest yes it was yeah is because they're not used to strikers doing what Dom does Dom yeah he might not get the goals of a lot of other strikers but what the, the shift he puts in they're not used to having someone and that was exactly the same a ball just down the channel because whoever I can't remember if it was Smith in both games mm. Uh, might have been actually, you know, who just plays that ball down the channel. It's, they're playing that ball because they know Don will give them something. And it's and effectively an assist, effectively. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, he was just grafting all game like he always does. And yeah, it was obviously it, the block meant it fell nicely to Billing. But I like that from Bill. That's what that's what you need. We say it so much on this show is that if Dom's going to do all that, then when he's getting in them errors, Bill's got to be closer to him. Mm. And, he, and in that moment, he, he was where he needed to be. That's where you want your kind of number 10 to be in the, mm. on the pitch. So, yeah, really pleased for him. And like you say, he connected with it really well. And and the, yeah, and then perfect time to score as well, not long after half time. Then the, the game's completely swung and the ascendancy's with us. And yeah, and the crowd are behind them, all that good stuff. So yeah, that was a big moment, mate. And then within four minutes, mm. in the quickest of quick turnarounds, it's Ryan Christie that gets on the end of an opportunity. And to me, it looked like a bit of a scuffed shot. But to be honest, that actually probably worked in his favour, didn't it? Because it went past the hapless ward and Bournemouth were 2-1 up. So it started on the right-hand side. And uh, Ryan Christie laid off to Fredericks, who put the ball into the box. And there was a little bit of a melee, but it fell as far as Phil Bill. And he, he the time they gave Billing, by the way. That was, if you're a Leicester fan... How Billings getting that ball on the edge of the box and just looking up and chilling out. I mean, it was yeah, really so much time. They're yeah. just looking, and he he just puts over this delight with the left foot, with the outside of his left foot, this delightful ball. And Solanke between two defenders, he actually beats face to it. And Christie, who was starting on the right hand side, he kind of carried on his run, and he knew that was going to happen. Almost, it was almost like a little bit of a set piece within a, you know, within a moment. And it and it fell to Christie, and you know what? What a finish. The contact, we're looking at it now, right? The contact's not clean, but had he got a clean contact, the keeper say. would have saved it. It's, I don't know if he intentionally put it into the turf, but that's probably the only place he could have put it to actually get it in the back of the net. And the speed wasn't great. But I, I was wondering, is it going to be cleared? Is it going to go yeah. to goal line technology? It didn't need to be. I want to give him as much credit in the world and say that he meant that. But I think, I think all of Christie's goals in a Bournemouth shirt have been because he's miskicked them. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And it, it weirdly was the best player to fall to because Dom's probably 
collected with that and he's hitting the keeper. Yeah. So yeah, it was a weird one. But I think what he deserves a massive credit for, you just done it there, go through the goal, mate, is when we said where it started from, we went, Christie gives the ball out wide on the right. Really, how is he then the one scoring? His work rate yeah, is, for, is absolutely From ridiculous. a Leicester perspective, that's really poor. He's, he's the one that's starting the attack, really, and then he's the one getting on the end of it on that left side. So yeah, um, that's, that's good movement from Ryan Christie, really good movement. And yeah, Billing got a lot of time. Dom does really well. Like I say, for both goals, he's had the beat in the face, one on the deck and one in the air. Um, and yeah, Christy scuffs it. I think for both goals, from a Leicester perspective, you're going, is this where we're missing Casper Schmeichel? Mm. I think he's. I think that ward looked shaky. Uh, I really did. Um, and that probably helped as well. But yeah, as you say, mate, he, he just kind of, he jumped and Christy just kind of scuffed it underneath him. I mean, let's, should we just say he saw the keeper coming out and he put it underneath him calmly? I'm not sure. But that was definitely one I was glad I was behind the goal because I could tell it was going in. Because I can imagine for you, it probably looked like it could get cleared off the line because it was so slow, like you say. But, um, oh, limbs, mate, limbs. I felt, no, I felt oh, I was too early. I think Leicester after that, they had a couple of half chances. Uh, but we but we actually got the ball in the back of the net. Jaden Anthony being on the end of it, who, who was brought on. We'll, we'll, we'll also talk about the substitutions, by the way, in a minute. But yeah. um, <laughs> as that's probably the latest offside flag I've ever seen. I feel like I'm used to it now, these late offsides. And I, I feel for the Lightsman because I think they're clearly getting told to do it. Yeah. So they can't go against it. But yeah, I, I, I'm really happy with that rule that's always been in place obviously you take the free kick from where the offside is because I just thought I'm right behind it like there's no way he's Gene Lantley's offside I'm fuming I'm going off of the line and then they go I was on the halfway line oh it might be offside before and obviously it was but um, yeah horrible because you just think they must have done it for Anthony who was clearly onside so yeah shame because that would have been we keep talking about how we've come back from behind again, like we did at Forest, and it would have been exactly the same. Anthony off the bench to get the third, mm. so it would have oh, been yeah. would have been fitting. And I saw Anthony tweet saying, "Note to self to not jump in the crowd until you see the flag," because he was buzzing. He went yeah. straight into the crowd. But when it's that obvious, though, that obvious. Uh, but, but I mean, no, they, I mean, that linesman had to do a hell of a lot of work, didn't he? He had to run all the way down to the yeah. uh, to the byline and then go back onto the halfway line. To signal for offside, I was buzzing at that point, and, it, and you know what? It took me a while to realise. Yeah, it didn't actually so. flag, but mate, uh, what a win! Yeah, two one, eighth in the Premier League, and you know, like you know, like I said, there were some people sticking to their guns about O'Neill, mm. but the fact that we're being picky after getting three points just shows how much he's brought us on after Scott Parker. I mean, I know we beat Villa at the start of the season, but mm. we all st- still thought that we were relegation f- uh, fodder, as did the media. And maybe we still are, but the fact that we're now expecting more from games in itself is a massive credit to Gary O'Neill. And in terms of what's going to happen with him, I don't know. Um, why Why change it? No, I agree. I think I, I could see people's points. I, I think it's weirdly reminiscent to last season in the sense that a lot of people were going... Yeah, Parker hasn't lost. You know, when he had that run, yeah, he hadn't lost and he ever did all right, but we should be going for him a bit more, which mm. I understand that because you want to see entertaining football as a fan. Mm. But we're doing the same thing, kind of going, yeah, O'Neill hadn't lost. People are going, but can we go a little bit more forward because we had a few nil nils? Yeah. But the difference, we're in the Premier League, not the Championship. Yeah, so yeah. the reason, yeah, is, me yeah. personally, just speaking for myself, the reason I was frustrated when we were still getting results in the Championship was that I felt we had the best squad in the league. Yeah. I'm not as frustrated when we're drawing 0-0 at home in the Premier League because I know how valuable a point is because we need to make sure we're in the top 17. Whereas last season, I felt we needed to be in the top two. Yeah. So there is a difference, but I do appreciate why people, you know, you, you pay your money and you want to see a little bit more expansive football. But I felt, the fact is, I, I think I mentioned it earlier on the show, mate, the fact is we've been behind in two games since O'Neill's been here. I mean, yeah. one and both. 
So when he's needed to let the shackles off, he has. I get that then people will go, but maybe if he'd done that against Wolves and Brentford, we'd win. Maybe we would have, but maybe we would have lost. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, points again, what he's done, the points tally, and uh, I've said it before, that point at Newcastle was a bonus point. His, that Wolves game was his first game after we just lost 9-0. I think drawing 0-0 after you just lost 9-0 is yeah. brilliant for any team, just to show that you can defend. And yeah, I, I think at the moment, we're picking our moments, and I think it's okay. Um, for a wider conversation, would I go and give him a massive contract? No. Uh, would I go and look for someone else? No. I think you've got a unique situation this season where you've, the, the league's kind of split into two because of the World Cup. Mm. And I think personally, you don't do anything publicly, mm. but I think if you're Bill Foley, um, new owners, or if Moss is involved, or Blake or, or Francis or whatever, you go and have a word with, with O'Neill and say, look, you've got the job till the World Cup and then we're going to have a little chat. Mm. You're doing really well, it's yours to lose. Don't put anything in the media. I always think back to United when they just randomly gave Solskjaer a contract. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's... I think just keep it as it is, calm down. If, if they've got... You don't know the new owners, they might have someone in mind, whatever. But it'd be madness to change a manager who hasn't lost. Mm. But it'll also, in my opinion, be madness to just give him a contract. I think you see where you are at the World Cup. If we're still in the bloody top half in a healthy position, I think you may be given to the end of the season. You see, you see what, what happens. But either way, at the moment, we're in safe hands. Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy, mate. I don't, I don't expect us to be ripping teams apart and playing unbelievable football in the Premier League. You said the word moments that reminds me of Scott Parker. But, you know, Scott Parker you know, did do a lot wrong, but sometimes he got it tactically right in a mm. number of games. And Absolutely. I think for that game, I think he did get it tactically right. There's no point in starting gung-ho. When you're playing... When you're playing a team that's very open, you don't want to be open yourself. And whilst their four-line scoreline looked very flattering, Forrest had chances. And on another day, you know, we could have been we could have been having the same fate as Nottingham Forest if we'd been that mm. open. Um, but as it happened, we you know we just remained resolute and look one nil down at half time. We have to open up a bit, and when we did, it worked. But there's no point in doing that from the very beginning. And some of the substitutions, mate. Just uh, I yeah. said we'd touch on them. Obviously, we've we've talked about Jack Stacey and how he filled Frederick's boots relatively well. Really pleased for him, actually. Really yeah, pleased me too, he, yeah. me too. I like Jack Stacey. Yeah, and I think it would have been very uh, safer and easier to just put Zamora on and move Smithy over. Because yeah. uh, Frederick's was obviously he's had injuries, so he will not going to last the whole game. But he knew Smithy was doing that specific job, as we mentioned on Madison. So he brought Stacey on and you think, oh, Stacey, is he going to be as switched on defensively? Yeah. But the engine the boy's got. So yeah, really pleased for him because his minutes are going to be few and far between. He's only, he randomly got chucked in, didn't he, under Parker at, at City, out of yeah. position. And I felt that I might knock him. So I'm really pleased for him. And yeah, Anthony come on and unlucky not to get a goal, but that gave us a bit more energy. So what happened there then in terms of the formation with Anthony going on? Because he's a wide player. Oh, and he come on for uh, Billing, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah, so it looked like we kind of moved um, Christie a bit more kind of central at right. times. Which and you can do. Yeah, and the thing is, him and the thing with him and Tavernier, when they're your wide options, both of them could probably do that number 10 yeah. role. They could both do that Billing role. And, um, and yeah, and Anthony just gives you a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of, um, lot of energy. So I think it was the right one. And then obviously at the end, we just... Chucked on um, Kiefer to just do a bit yeah. of Shaoji. He was brilliant at it, by the way. Just keeping the ball in the corner, you know, big and strong and knee. So, yeah, that was that was really pleasing. I just wanted to quickly go on to a point, mate, when we talk about O'Neill and this kind of maybe uh, being a little bit more safe and not, you know, not being too expansive. I think what people aren't looking at enough is the fact that I think he's been forced into playing this way a little bit by the injury to Lloyd Kelly. Mm. I think if you could be a little bit more open when you've got a quick centre-half on the yes. transitions, on the counter-attack, you've got Lloyd Kelly who can recover. Both our centre-halves who are doing incredibly well. I was about way. to come on to them, but yeah, you go first. <laughs> yeah, I was just, but the only thing they both lack is pace. Yeah. 
And so if you're playing without Lloyd Kelly, you've got to go. If we're open up, we're going to get caught every time because we haven't got any pace at the back. So I think he's gone, right, we haven't got Lloyd Kelly. We're going to have to be a little bit deeper, a little bit... I, I, I do think that... It'll be really intriguing when Kelly... The, the most positive thing is we don't have to rush him back because we're in Cape lands at the moment. But if Kelly were to come back and say, you know, Celestia or Mepin were to make some errors or whatever and Kelly ended up getting himself back in the team, it wouldn't shock me if we were a little bit more open mm. because you know you've got the recovery pace. Yeah. I just think that's a point that people aren't looking at is we haven't got a quick centre-half for the transitions. Yeah. And, you know, you're playing against Dakar and then Vardy and people like that. You've got to be... If you haven't got any pace to centre-half, you've got to be deeper. His inclusion did concern me a little bit. And they got in... Leicester got into some uh, uh, some OK spots during the last sort of 10 minutes, but they didn't they didn't really do much with it. I think they were down by the byline and putting balls across, which Neto or or the defenders were dealing with. And like you say, Senesi and Meppen, mate. I mean, that, what a partnership that is. Uh, you know, I don't know how Lloyd Kelly's going to come back into the side, mate. Well, I'm sure he will, but when he when he is back, but really solid. Do you remember when they did what? I can't remember what they did at Barcelona when they had um, Messi, Suarez, and Neymar. The old MSN, mm. Mepham, Celeste, and Neto, mate. Yeah. MSN Messenger. <laughs> that's what it is. I'm loving it. But yeah, what I would say, I was, I was talking to my, my dad about it because obviously I hadn't seen Celeste in the flesh. Don't go to the game, so I was kind of saying I was doing really well now after a difficult start. And I said the way I describe him is he's a proper defender. Yeah, he's not rapid. He's not, you know, he's yeah. Lloyd Kelly gives you a a, a, a different style in the centre-half. But what, what Celeste does do is he reads it really well. He's not too tight, but he's also not too standoffish. If he sees a moment to make a slight tackle, he goes for it. Yeah, He's a gladiator. Yeah, yeah, I love But that. he is in the way he plays. And, and Mepham's confidence is really helping as well. And he's kind of been a leader back there. But yeah, absolutely delighted for him. I think online he actually got the man of the match again, mm. Celeste. I know Christy got it um, on the game, which normally goes to the in the stadium normally goes to the match winner, doesn't it? But I think, again, like like the last few weeks, either centre-half could have got it comfortably for me. I also think the two in front protecting, Lewis Cook and Jefferson Lerma, they're almost not getting the plaudits at the moment because they're so consistent. Yeah. So you just think, oh, they were obviously good. But you, you're, not, you're not talking about them enough. But I think them two are incredible at the moment. Really do. Just take a look at the average positions on screen at the moment. Look how advanced Fredericks is, mate, for his average position. And Marcus Tavernier. Yeah, and Tavernier as well. Like, obviously, the substitutions were made, and Jack Stacey maintained that to some extent, and there's Leicester's as well. And, Can we look uh, at um, Kiefer Moore's average position, by the way? Because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's keeping the ball in the corner, isn't it? Know, yeah, I, I love that. it. But yeah, I was going to say, you, you mentioned it then when you look at the average positions. I was, gonna, I was meant to touch on that, that I think I saw that Tavernier had the most touches in the final third for any Bournemouth player. Mm and had the most progressive passes and all these kind of stats yeah. that Tavernier is the one that even from a deep position is getting forward, is showing them legs, is trying to help Dom when he can. And I think that energy, I think he's him and Christie are almost like very similar players and that energy around the pitch and the intensity that it allows us to give is, is massive. So I was really pleased for Tavernier again who just wanted to get that first goal for the club because I think he's, I think he's been a really good signing. Mm. Momentum in the Premier League, that's certainly what we have now. And look, there are going to be some real hard days for AFC Bournemouth this Premier League season. But it's so important to get points from the teams in and around us. And we've done just that. And like I said on the vlog, we didn't actually think Leicester were going to be one of those at the start of the season. But we've gone and done it. So I think it's absolutely superb. We're going to hear some uh, fans' thoughts coming up now from the likes of Morgan Scott, Filippo, etc. So here's what they had to say. So Saturday, uh, we started the game quite poorly, uh, conceding within nine minutes uh, through uh, their striker Dakar. Um, I thought Vardy would start if I was honest, but no, they went with Dakar, and he 
it, it was a pretty lucky goal. It, it, I, I wouldn't say I was up there with the best. And then we go on to um, be 1-0 down at half-time. That's 65 minutes. I'm crying out for changer. And what do I know? Philip Billen pops up with a, a great strike into the roof of the net to make it 1-1. Three and a half minutes later, I'm still thinking more, you know, do we need to make any more changer? I think they brought on Vardy and Dom Solanke gets behind the fullback and uh, uh, puts it on a plate and Ryan Christie with a cute little chip over uh, Danny Ward to put it into the back of the net. Um, we could have gotten third through Jaden Anthony correctly ruled out for offside and didn't take too long. But that was my thoughts of the game. We go to London next. Mr. Mitrovic, we're coming for you. Up the chairs. So, just wanted to say what a great win on Saturday it was. Um, now only three defeats in the season. Who'd have thought that after the Liverpool game? Um, Gary Anu's doing a fantastic job. Um, so, really happy with uh, with what, what he's doing. Just to temper with the fact that I think Leicester were really poor. Um, they look like they're not playing for their manager, whereas clearly our guys are, are playing for O'Neill, and that's great to see. Um, Mepham and Sanasi have to give them a shout out, looking like a really good partnership. Um, does Kelly come back in when he's when he's back fit? Who knows? Smithman, Mark Madison, um, uh, and obviously did a great job at doing that. Do we bring back Jay-Z for Fulham? Anyway, it's all good problems uh, to have. Um, so let's see what happens at Fulham. Up the cherries. Time for it again. The cherries win. 2-1 against Leicester City and um, it's another turnaround but uh, um, this win is more deserved than uh, the score says because uh, uh, we were way the better side and uh, um, yeah Leicester, uh, Leicester was bad and uh, I, I, I don't explain why why they play so bad but also I I can't understand the, the lineup by Brendan Rodgers with the um, Jamie Vardy, Inenacho and Jose Perez uh, on the bench. Well, my Italian team, AS Roma, faced them in the semi-final of Conference League, but uh, uh, it was a different lineup. but they played also way better. But uh, we don't really care about that, doesn't we? Yeah, 12 points on the board. Uh, Gary O'Neill is unbeaten in five. Uh, I still think that uh, uh, the new board is going to search for a proper manager in, um, during the World Cup break, I think, but uh, uh, Gary O'Neill is, uh, is really earning his job. He is really uh, he's really doing well, and uh, uh, this team had had a completely uh, a completely change on on the quality of play. And yeah, until uh, until next Saturday, up the Premier Cherries. Lovely moment for a bit of sunshine after a wonderful weekend of football. Very simply, we look organised. We look like we have the ability to turn up our tempo when we need to. Sanasi and Meps are forming a brilliant partnership and everything seems to be hunky-dory. I mean, at this stage of the season, could you actually imagine that we'd be eighth? I think everything's looking bright. Stay positive. Free hit to come at the weekend at Fulham. Can't wait for it. Up the cherries. 
Great to hear from them. Really good. And if you want to get your uh, thoughts on, you can send them in over the weekend. We just need them by about Friday lunchtime. Details are below in the description. Uh, so then we went on to Sunday uh, in the Premier League. Um, we were all hoping certain results would go for us so we could maintain our eighth position. And that happened with Arsenal beating Liverpool 3-2. Also the Man United result at Everton as well. So that, that all boded well. But I've got to just talk about uh, the Arsenal uh, Liverpool game. I thought Arsenal deserved it, and I thought they were brilliant. And uh, I was, you know, as as someone who who likes entertaining football, that was mm. a cracking game. Can't help but notice early on in the game, though, mate, where Liverpool are on the attack. It's on the right hand flank, and then a ball comes in, and a yard away was it Gabriel yeah. who handballed it in a position that's unnatural, unnatural, a bit like Jefferson Lerma at Newcastle. We're going to have the the comparison on screen now. So it's worthy to know at this point, uh, both referees in both games, they waved it on. They said play on. But VAR at Stockley Park, for one incident, the one at the Emirates, they decided, nope, it's absolutely fine. Didn't get the ref to check the screen. Whereas at St. James's Park, they asked the referee to have a look at the screen and then he overturned it, and then he gave Newcastle United a penalty, which was converted. What the hell, mate? I do not understand VAR anymore. They're saying they're, they're trying to give the referees more control, but VAR themselves actually were the ones that decided that one should be looked at and one not, when they're practically identical. I do not get it. Mate. No, I don't get it. I it's, mean, so, it's so infuriating. Every match week, nearly every game, there's a weird decision, and it's just the consistency. That's what we keep talking about. I, from a personal point of view, I think you can all have your your own kind of opinions. I personally don't want any of them to be given as a penalty. I think mm. I think they're so hard when you're that close to someone. Mm. You know, having played football with the handball rule, but if Lerma's is a penalty, then that's a penalty. There's no consistency whatsoever. And, and if Lerma's isn't a penalty, then that's not a penalty either. So exactly. you know. I I don't care which way it goes. I just want yeah. them to decide what handball is yeah. and then either have both the decisions the same or not. There was an Arsenal fan that sort of misread what I said and said, well, you know, like, what are you want about? It's, that's never a penalty. Well, fine. Fine, then ours. Well, yeah. nor was ours then. Yeah, I, I know I totally agree. Um, we've had, we also had another one, didn't we, at Forest, which wasn't talked about as much because we ended up winning the game and went against us. I briefly mentioned that Fredericks got booked for diving when there was clear contact in the game we had at the weekend. So, another hat off by the way to us at the moment that we're 8th in the league Gary Neal had lost the game and every VAR call we have this season has got against us and if we had we've had the stats, uh, stats. Ollie's been on the vlog before saying that we'd be much more advanced in the league table had it happened. so you'd think if Bournemouth were in that position oh they must have uh, gotten the rub of the green we're really not um, we're really not and we're, we're 8th and it's unbelievable really I mean you look at obviously you'll never know because there were time left in the game but if you want to look at it uh, black and white we could, we could have went to Newcastle were unbelievable at home by the way and won mm. if it won for VAR we, we could have won that game away at Newcastle with a it's yeah it's really frustrating but as far as a whole mate I've, I've never liked it just because of what it does to a, a match going fan it kills it it's horrible and I just don't like it it's trying to make uh, an entertainment sport into a science in my opinion mm. uh, when you've got a referee for a reason I, c I can stomach it a little bit more if, if the you know, one man whose job is very difficult has made a bad call. Mm. But when you, when a bad call's made and you know that the on-field referee has made a bad call, but also people watching on the TV screen with loads of rumors have also made a bad call, yeah. it's very, very hard to stomach. So, 
yeah, I, I, I hate it, mate. But the only thing is, it's so inconsistent that you feel like every single team at some point of the season will have things go against them. So hopefully, it never always works like that. But hopefully, it'll even itself out, and that means that we're due a few. Hopefully, from our perspective, it's almost like they aren't calling Stockley Park. They're they're calling Nicky Campbell from Wheel of Fortune. I don't know if that one's <laughs> that reference right is over there, And he's like spinning that wheel, and then whatever happens, happens. You know, you either get one thousand points or bankrupt or lose a turn. You still don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Carol Smiley. Yeah. Is it up there with like your pointless and tenable? Is it oh, up this, there? Was, this, this was back where they had the... We'll talk about this afterwards. Yeah, okay. But yeah, look at that league table once again. I just I just can't yeah. help but look at it, mate. Should we... Well, no, I was just saying, you, you said it's important, you know, we're getting points against teams in and around us. I disagree. We lost to Liverpool, who are in and around us. Um, you all said that the result was good for us, that Arsenal won. I think Arsenal got away from us now, haven't they? <laughs> uh, that top. No, it's um, joking aside, apart from the goal difference, which is funny, obviously, after that uh, mad result, it's... Oh, fantastic and it, it really sets up nicely for our next game as well Fulham and you know what Fulham fans will be watching because I know they do what are we friends now are we, are we there, there's not going to be any scathing comments I know that you tried to defend Solanke when he was up against Mitrovic for the for the PFA player of the season for the championship which, which is fine we had to do a job <laughs> and ultimately Mitrovic came through and won the trophy anyway but are we all good now with Fulham are we gonna like? Are we gonna hug it out? Have yeah. our have our Parker therapy session? Yeah, a little mutual yeah thing for Parker. We love be, you. Yeah, it's weird. Um, yeah, no, I think what will be going into that game. Obviously, we're gonna preview it later in the week. But um, obviously, they really miss Mitrovic at the weekend. Will he be back? I think that's massive for yeah, him. Yeah. Um, I think I've got to do a, a piece for BBC, and I as well, mate, talking yeah, about oh um, yeah, check that out. Talking about who's gonna finish higher, and I've got to try and back the boys. So, and I think that's gonna be my main point of call. It'll be interesting. I think Mitrovic is that key for him. Mm. I think Mitrovic is that key for him. So hopefully he's he's not back from our perspective. But obviously with Fulham's leaning him back. But that's going to be a really good game, mate. And I actually think that's one. That's a really tough place to go, Fulham. Mm. Really, it's going to be a really difficult game. And I think if we can go there, nick a point, yeah. and then uh, beat the scum in the week, then uh, happy days, mate. But yeah, I think that, that, that'll that all centre on that. But at the moment, Bournemouth 8, Fulham 9th. Let's just all laugh at Forrest a little bit, shall we? <laughs> sorry, Cookie. I do love Steve Cook. Yeah, no, Forrest is OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah Steve Cook is OK. So that was myself and Tom at the pair at Parley. If you want, you can always watch these dissections online. Just head to the YouTube channel and uh, check it out every Monday. The audio, of course, will then drop the same day. So thanks for so much for coming along. Next, we've got Fulham at Craven Cottage. Love a London away day. Cannot wait for that. And you know what? It's another chance to gain some more valuable points. Can we get three? I'd probably take one. But anyway, tune in next week to see how we do. Thanks for listening to Back of the Net, the AFC Bournemouth podcast. Richie. Beyond Walker. Pew. Pew! That'll do it! That will do it! Pew for Bournemouth! The roof of the gold sands is raised!
Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.